await no longer greatness has arrived welcome to the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i'm your host joseph aka mr bad bit and it is here where me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest the greatest in all things playstation of course you can listen to the show wherever you find your podcast and on youtube at the trophy room show and if you like what you hear please consider dropping us a five-star review on either apple Podcasts or you could plop us a follow and rate the show five stars on Spotify. Or if you really, really like us, you could toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS trophy. I wouldn't mind that either. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? Sore and tired. Yeah. And why is that? Good, uh, sir. Today was my first day at the new job. Nice. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Uh, still feels weird. Uh, we'll get into it, obviously, in the post show, but I am not entirely excited about the commute. <laughs> okay. How long? How long? Um, it's only like 18 miles apart or maybe even less. Okay. And GPS, it's supposed to take me like roughly a half hour. Mm-hmm. This morning, it took me an hour. Oh, boy. Um, and then they told me in the summertime. Uh, it's going to take me uh, two hours Ooh. in the morning, so I'm going to have to leave the house by 6 a.m. Okay, okay. So it's going to oh, be damn. it's going to be a rude awakening, but yeah. I got to do what I got to do. Exactly, and yeah. I, hey, maybe you can even listen to the show while you're driving. You'll be like, hey, "Oh my god, look at me yeah. making good points here." Hey, look at me. Yeah, uh, I'll blast it and windows down. Everyone around me and, and <laughs> stop and go traffic will be able to listen. Is this a PlayStation show? Wait, wait, wait. Huh? What's that? <laughs> Let me get one of those like little billboards that go on top of taxis. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it on top of my car. That's actually good. Yeah, that's that could be a tax ride. Joe and this guy who's driving right here. <laughs> Co-host with the most. <laughs> um, Kyle, before we talk about how Splinter Cell is getting a remake, before we talk about the cool and rad new covers and colors coming to the PS5 and DualSense, before we talk about how Final Fantasy Remake is finally getting a PS5 version uh, if you have the PlayStation Plus version of the game, and before we talk about how Sony wants to repair its relationship with indie partners, I would be remiss if I didn't tell everybody two things. First and foremost, Spotify has now a new rating system. So I implore everyone, please, please, please rate us five stars on Spotify. All you have to do if you're not a Spotify user and you don't follow us on Spotify is get that app, follow us, and then literally listen to a minute and you can rate us five stars. Um, When we've asked, you guys have come in and in less than 24 hours, we have over 50 ratings. Which, Kyle, it makes me think maybe I shouldn't give us goals. Because <laughs> when, when, when this was released, it was announced on, like, Friday, um, and it rolled out over the weekend. I was like, you know what? The goal is 50 by the end of the week. Let's do that. And we already crushed that goal in less than a day, which is just absolutely bonkers. And also... We have a uh, contest for the Horizon Forbidden West giveaway that we're doing. If we hit 300 Apple podcast reviews in North America and or 400 worldwide, we'll also give away a copy of Elden Ring on the PlayStation 5 as well. So please, please, please make it make sure you rate us five stars on each. Um, That would be fantastic. And please just give us a little screenshot. 
tell us that you did it, you know, add us and we'll give you a proper shout out and all that good stuff. So that said, before we get right into the news, I want to give us a Patreon pitch. Of course, as long as we got you, ever, if, if we've ever gotten you through a long car ride, a long day at work, a tough day as is, please, 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 it really does help us out if you toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest members, uh, Derelish for the Silver Plus tier, Foolish Fuji, the Silver Plus tier, Strubles and Bits, the Gold tier, any day now, silver plus tier. Tom Roper is now a silver plus tier. Kevin Mitchell is also now a silver plus tier member. Thank you all so much. And I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Burwitz, Too Soon and Toxic. I want to thank our gold members, Brad Presnell, Gavin Goffrey, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, and Fiona. I want to thank our silver plus members, Hide Indoors, Naga Chaka, Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just right. JB the Purple Monkey, uh... Jadis Von Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Cypher Priebus, Captain Logan, Tom Roper again, Brenton Zachary, Rick Garrington, Duane Raksha, Mannix, The Good Sir, Trucker Sloth, and Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. <sighs> That's a lot of names. Thank you all so much. And as we close out the last news show of the year, Kyle, it feels like it, not like it just began, but like we had a no. couple more months, like at least yeah. three more. I, yeah. There, there were a couple months that I think just flew by. Yeah. While others kind of dragged a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. November just went like that, and I, I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That said, let's round out this year with some really awesome news. So let's start with the first bit of news, shall we? Let's do it. First bit of news that needs to be squared up is from Tom Ivan over at VGC, and Tom writes, a Splinter Cell remake has officially been announced. Ubisoft has officially confirmed that it's working on a remake of the original Splinter Cell, which was released in 2002. The project is being led by Ubisoft Toronto and, quote, will draw from the rich canvas of the brand, end quote. It said in an announcement blog, the game is being rebuilt with the Snowdrop engine, which also powers the division. and is being used to build Avatar Frontiers of Pandora and Ubisoft's upcoming Star Wars game. Uh, quote, to deliver new generation visuals and gameplay and the dynamic lighting and shadows the series is known for, end quote. Producer Matt West said, quote, although we're still in the very earliest stages of development, what we're trying to do is make sure the spirit of the early games remains intact in all of the ways that gave early Splinter Cell its identity. So as we're building it from the ground up, we're going to update it visually, as well as some of the design elements to match player comfort and expectations. And we are going to keep it linear like the, the original games, not make it open world. He added, one of the things that, from my point of view, is really exciting about this project is that the last couple of games all of us have worked on have been really big worlds. What that... What that means is that the economy of decisions is very spread out. Whereas what I love about a Splinter Cell map is every square inch represents intentionality. Every square inch is a part of a choice or directly offers a choice or has a direct ramification. That density of gameplay is at the forefront in Splinter Cell, and that's going to be really, really important for us. The gameplay experience we are targeting is directly tied to what we want players to feel to capture the essence back when we were all playing the original games, end quote. So, Kyle, this announcement is weird because it wasn't announced like at, you know, the Game Awards. Nope. It wasn't announced at, like, you know, the state of play or anything. This was just a Twitter reveal, man. Yeah. 
Uh, an image of the the Sam Fisher, the three green lights. Yeah. And just hey, we're making it. Isn't I feel that bad weird? for you, Splinter Cell fans. Yeah. I feel really bad for. <laughs> we'll be like, well, first well, I mean, like, yeah, it's great that they're getting a new game. Yeah. But like, Splinter Cell is a big franchise, and I think in video game history, and I think it deserves the love, the the outpour of like. Where's the new Splinter Cell? Where's the new Splinter Cell? And we get like Sam Fisher in Ghost Recon Wildlands or, or whatever yeah. it was. Or and some mobile game. Yeah. Not not a full fleshed out single player thing. And to have it be announced in a blog post, essentially, mm-hmm. it 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 feels bad. Granted, mm. it's way early probably, but I would have held off. And just shown it, shown a small little teaser, maybe in a few months or like. I mean, I'm right there with you, but why didn't they? Why didn't they just hold off? I don't know. Is it like maybe? No, their fiscal earnings are what the same as everyone, probably March or yeah, or something. And even stockholder, like our shareholders, wouldn't give too much of a crap, even if things didn't look great. Which, you know. Uh, I I doubt that's the case, but yeah. This is what a day or two after the game awards. Yeah. I mean, all you really need is just like some voiceover and then the three green lights show up on screen and done. Boom. Breaks the internet. Everyone's happy. But instead, you just got an image and a blog post about it, which is weird. I mean, like, I feel like almost, not even almost, I feel like Assassin's Creed's new DLC got more fanfare than this. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Cassandra is in Eivor's world, and that's great i can't wait for that dlc i want to play as cassandra again but like that dlc got more praise than splinter cell sam fisher the uh, to me when i think of ubisoft though i'm not a splinter cell stan i think of that ip really setting stage for ubisoft becoming what we know of it today Mm -hmm. that and alongside games like rayman you know like it's it's to me one of the core tenants and to just see it get um a Twitter post going, hey, we're making it. It just I seems wish, a little odd. The more I think about it, I uh, granted it, it. this game has probably been in the works for a lot longer than this one. Mm-hmm. I would have loved the reveal at the Game Awards similar, similar to Alan Wake 2. Sure. Where we get a CG trailer and then somebody from the studio, like Sam Lake did for Alan Wake 2, tell us all the these information but on the stage, in front of the fans, in front of the industry, on a visual medium. Yeah. Um, I think that would have hit way harder, I feel like. Yeah. And I feel like the reason why Ubisoft's probably doing this is because of how much criticism it's gotten, whether it's the way that they treat their employees or whether it's the game reveals that fall flat, whether that's with, you know, Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, you know, the reception to that hasn't been great. They even lowered the price to 40 bucks and it's still not popping. Um, whether it's, you know, that new first person shooter game that's apparently a Tom Clancy game. I it, it's not even coming oh, to mind. Yeah. It's like the Call of Duty clone. Um or whether it's like the Quartz announcement, which is the NFT thing that everybody's yelling at, you know? So to me, I really think it's like, okay, people are angry at us. We're not getting something right. Everybody's just telling us that we make the same Ubisoft-style game over and over again, that they're tired of our formula, and they're tired of their damn emails. <laughs> they're sending me emails telling me to play their games. Um, you know, this is something that maybe to change it for just a minute 
to get people's eyes on something else rather than, you know, their NFT scandals, <laughs> which is just the stupidest thing. Is is that uh, that Tom Clancy game X Defiant? A yes. Play game? Yes. Thank you so much. The yeah, arena X-Defiant. shooter. Shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really do think it's it's them trying to change the perspective, but also change the conversation. And I don't know if they really are, because honestly, I feel like journalists, writers, uh, uh, people like us that cover weekly topics and just the consumer at large are getting smarter and want more knowledge and want more substance Mm -hmm. rather than like a CG trailer or rather than just like a silly little Twitter post like this. Yeah. Yeah. How far how far away are we from this game? Four years? Three or four. Yeah. If if everything goes right, because Absolutely. you know, as we've heard, the global condition has, you know, messed up that Ubisoft timeline constri- yeah. considerably. So yeah. who really knows? Could we stop announcing things that are more than two years away? I think two years is a good cutoff. I would like that too, but I just don't feel like that's realistic. Like it's I, I totally understand that yeah. that's not the style of what the industry is, but to wait three or four years for something, it's a long wait, man. Yeah. I'm just, tired of it. <laughs> to me, I, I'm kind of right there with you. Just show me when it when it's almost ready. It's the reason why, you know, we praise Guardian so much of like, yeah. you showed us this game and then it was out in six months. Yeah. That was great. Or, yeah. or, or like when you think of God of War 2018, we saw that summer of 2016 and it was out a year and a half later. Yeah. Perfect. That said, you're not a splinter, and neither am I, a splinter no. self, you know, mm-hmm. fan or stan. How do you feel that it's a remake instead of, you know, a sequel to? I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Um, Especially because I haven't played any of the games to mm-hmm. have a remade game, you know, basically starting over. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. And then hearing that it's going to be linear and not a giant open world in Ubisoft um, is refreshing. Yeah. And it is exciting to me because that is that is something I feel like with a Splinter Cell game, again, from the outside looking in being stealthy or whatnot, I feel like that would become too tedious in mm. a giant open world game. Like mm. sneaking around everywhere and like worried about getting detected from all angles. Like I'm happy that it's more of a single player back to like the roots of the thing. Yeah. Uh, and to me, like I'm excited because it's a remake and a, you know, a going back to square one approach because I, I, <sighs> I think as someone who is completely new to the series, it wouldn't make sense because Splinter, Splinter Cell Blacklist, by the time this game eventually comes out, let's just say 2023, let's just say 2024, 2025, be 10 plus years since its last iteration. So by starting off scratch, I think that is great. That's where you kind of want to probably be and trying to keep it back to its original roots as well. You know, the one thing that we consistently hear behind the scenes is Ubisoft doesn't want to tackle this game, not so much because they're afraid it's not going to make money, but because nobody has pitched it to them right. Mm -hmm. So the fact that this team seemingly has pitched it to them right and they're willing to, you know, risk it for this biscuit. Awesome. (laughs) 
that that's great news. Yeah. Um, and for me as a non fan, this is a great way of going. Okay, back to square one. I don't feel like I'm missing out, but for and I want I want to know what long time fans uh, think of this. So, you know, bring it up to us on the Discord server or at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. This. What do you feel about Michael Ironsides being the voice again? Because at this point, like he's, I think like 71, he'd be 74, 75 by the time this game comes out. But that, that's the thing. Like you can record your voice now. Yeah. He, but like, is he going to make it to the sequel? I mean, I, Cho, don't think that I don't want to be a little dark, but I know that's not I, the Christmas spirit, Kyle. <laughs> I am on uh, the team of I don't think it matters how old you are. The voice is the voice. Sure. Um, I think he could still pull it off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not worried about his age. But, again, if you're going a remake, is a remake full voice and everything kind of thing? It will, it, well, I mean, it has to be. But for, like, for Well, oh, not you, necessarily. Like, like the, the Last of Us remake is. It'd be weird if it wasn't Troy and. And Ashley again. Yeah, but like Troy's not, you know, Troy doesn't have an AARP no, I, card. I, <laughs> I get Michael, man, yes. Joe is raking you over. I'm the ageist here. or whatever. Yes. Uh, yeah, but still, it's still the whole like remake, you know, starting fresh kind of the same kind of yeah concept. Yeah. Um, to me, I, I think if. if we're blurring the lines between like remake director's cut now and like oh, remaster. Yeah, yeah. To me, if we're starting fresh, I would like a new voice. Um, again, for someone that doesn't have the attachment to Michael Iron Ironsides. To me, it just makes sense if I'm the producer, like going, Okay, our ten year plan, um, is this guy going to make it to our ten year plan? Like and that's just me being completely brutally honest and will he want to continue doing this when he is 80 81 82 83 years old you know well i'm on his imdb page he did do the voice in 2019 okay for the the ghost recon little thing true and he's he's been a busy guy he's got one two three four five six eight projects in post-production Okay. So he he's a he's a busy man. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they they got him to say the you know to read the dictionary in a in a microphone just in case, you know. But like, and you know what? We've seen Bernie Sanders like run a sprint through some hallways. So yeah, yeah. he's got some energy. How long do you think that kind of recording would take? Reading the entire dictionary. Oh, uh, we're talking like weeks or months. And then vice versa. How long would it be? to take every single word and then edit it together to make a line of dialogue. That's ooh, that cuz like they did For that over with, the course of like a long game. Yeah, cuz like they did that with Rogue One with the one scene. Sure. With Tarkin. But he had, he had what? Like maybe six lines, seven yeah. lines or something like that? Yeah. That's more doable, but if you're like the main character, sure. It's a 10-hour game. That's that's probably a lot of work. Sure. I just can, I would at the same exact time. I would like a, a new voice just to give a fresh perspective on uh-huh. that. You know, yeah. I mean, there's been times where like, you know, it's not been the same voice of Darth Vader, you know, in the games. And sometimes it's a big miss, but sometimes it's like, oh man, I didn't even tell the difference. Yeah. So like, you know, and I bet they got James Earl Jones reading the dictionary <laughs> in, in there for months. 
And when it comes to like lines of dialogue, like we got to ask one of those uh, Garmin guys, you know, when they get Samuel L. Jackson to read you the goddamn directions. Uh-huh. Who would <laughs> who would you want to voice? Do you have somebody in mind? No one in particular. A fresh face. That'd be great. I got, I got a couple. Oh, tell me. Uh, John Eric Bentley. Okay. Who was the voice of Barrett in FF7 Remake. Ooh. I like, like his that. voice a whole lot. Uh, shout out to Jason Kelly. Yep. Guys, Colts. I think that'd be cool. Um, yeah, he's got the voice for it. He's got like that gristle, tough voice. Yeah, the little gravelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like, you know, just because I want him to play a spice so bad, Idris Elba. Bring him <laughs> into Swift Cell, you know? If we can't get him as James Bond, <laughs> yeah. we'll get him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sam Fisher. Why not me? I think I could pull it off. All right, say, say some classic Splinter Cell line right now. Do you want me to look some up for you? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Sam Fisher out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he's looking up lines. <laughs> we got to get to the next news story, Kyle. It's Christmas. I'm <laughs> sorry. Who's in charge of the, reading the, the news? Okay. Uh, okay. Fair ready? Point. Yep. Re- read read the line. Thanks for making my job easier. Thanks for making my job easier. All right. All right. Next line. That did the trick. That did the trick. All right. And then and then the last one is one shot, one kill. One shot, one kill. All right. Ubisoft. I don't huh? know. I think we found the next huh? piece right here. Sam Fisher. <laughs> Every line of dialogue is that same <laughs> bassy <laughs> voice. So they're just it's stoic. Yeah. Or I'd be like, hello. <laughs> I'd just be like, I want shot one kill. <laughs> like, did that is that a small child? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh, next bit of news. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, oh, go for it, Kyle. I'm tired. Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle uh it, My brain is shutting down. All right. For realsy this time. Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle writes, official PS5 console covers and three new DualSense controller colors coming January 2022. After months of speculation and cease and desist letters to third-party companies, Sony has revealed their first official replaceable covers for the PS5 console. There will be five different colored covers available, all of which will match DualSense controllers of the same color. This means there has also been three new color variants of the DualSense controller announced. The five covers will come in Midnight Black, Cosmic Red, Nova Pink, Starlight Blue, and Galactic Purple colors. Uh, Together, they make up the Galaxy Collection. The first two colors will match the existing DualSense controllers in Midnight Black and Cosmic Red. The other three are brand new colors, and they'll be getting DualSense controllers to match them. The three new DualSense controller variants will be released starting in January 2022. As for the console covers, the Midnight Black and Cosmic Red will also be available starting in January of 2022. And also it goes to note that the covers will start at 55 dull hairs, and the controllers will also range from $74.99 American. Uh, so with that said, Kyle, I got a I got a question for you. First things first. Which color is your favorite out of all these that you've seen so far? Uh, Starlight blue. Yeah? Why yeah. is that? Why is that? I like a good like lighter blue like that. I think yeah. it looks really pretty. All right. Fair enough. I'm yeah. a more of a cosmic purple type of person. Purple's real nice, too. 
And to me, I feel like I, I feel like I found my, my favorite color because I feel like for years I've never had a favorite color. I'd be like, Oh, it's black or it's blue. I like Mm -hmm. blue, but I really feel like I'm Mace Windu in a sense. Cause like the purple, like hue is a good look. It is. And I, and I really dig it. I want to also get your thoughts now that we got the colors out of the way mm-hmm. about these plastic plates, you know, yeah. PlayStation back in November, we talked about patented the, you know, panels on the side of these consoles to kind of ward off, uh, you know, these third party uh, brands like mm-hmm. D brand, for example, who has had such a bitter and just public, you know, spat with PlayStation since day one. Yeah. And I kind of read this as, oh, well, this is just them covering their butt. I don't think they're really going to make these covers. And now that they have, and now that they're $55, Kyle, the internet says that's too expensive. Where are your thoughts on how expensive just these two pieces of plastic are? That, that's not expensive. That's not bad. Yeah. The deep brand was what? 60? 60, 70? Yeah. I mean, they're cheaper than that one. And maybe it's just me being uh, too loyal to a brand. But like the official ones, I feel better using and buying because that- they're coming straight from them. It's a weird, I know that's not like a good yeah. point of view. No, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm happy that they're making their own. I'm happy they're the. They match the controllers. I personally probably will and hopefully get a the pink and the the blue one and do Ooh, two colors. Mix and match? Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Okay. And yeah. honestly, it's kind of like, you know, we've all owned a PlayStation 2. We've all had oh, that yes. friend come over. We've all given him the Mad Cats controller. Oh, absolutely. And I've <laughs> and that's how you know you were like the lesser friend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you got like the we got the, you know, the the black dual shock uh controller. We got the red one. That's yep. my brother's. And then your Mad you Cats get the, one. You get the see-through that has neon lights yep. and it's also wireless, but sometimes it doesn't connect. One handle's That's bigger you. than the others. It's got a turbo button, you yep. know. <laughs> Nobody knows what it does, but it's turbo nope. and it kills exactly. your battery. Yeah. Um, and even like with these plates, I actually did get bummed out when I bought the D brand plate for 70 bucks because Kyle, it doesn't have the emblem on the side because it can't because it would have to pay a royalty to PlayStation. So in order for them to kind of go around that loophole and not give PlayStation any, you know, buku bucks for these panels, it's just, you know, solid black on both sides. So I don't get to see my beautiful PlayStation emblem. Yeah. yeah, That's another plus. Do you, did you get that sticker along with your D brand? Uh, I don't think it was from D brand. It was from okay. somewhere else, but somewhere yes, else. where it gives you the Those PlayStation nice. emblem, yeah. like colors, like the classic colors. So yeah. you can look through the cutout and it's the, the classic colors, which is yeah. nice. And that's why I went back to the white panels. Cause I really do love that look so much. So yeah, I, I don't think this is expensive, Kyle. No. no. And I, and to me, like it, it gets annoying. Cause it's like, you know, PlayStation's obviously ripping you off. It's like, first off, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Didn't 360 also offer custom faceplates? Yeah, for like 20 bucks. And it was just like a little thing. It was literally a faceplate. It didn't even wrap yeah. around the console. Yeah. So it's like, who cares? It's cheaper than its competition. It's a cosmetic thing. It's the same thing as cosmetic items in Fortnite. Yeah. 
Buy it if you want to. If you don't, you don't have to. It's you don't totally have to. Fine. It's fine. Nobody's nobody's putting a gun to your head going, you're choosing cosmic purple. You hear it's, me? Exactly. Your, your shit's going to look like Thanos or we will snap. <laughs> like, it, it, it is outrageous. And, and I do feel like that's part of, like, the... I, there is a section of the crowd where I feel, and maybe just because I prefer PlayStation, but there is a section of the crowd that's just like, anything PlayStation's going to do, we're going to slightly mock. Like, yeah. I didn't appreciate, I think it was Tom Henderson, or Tom Warren, I think Warren, who put, put like, oh, the, 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 the plates are $55. And then he put a picture of Don Matrick. And we're just like, really? Come on. That's, that's a little bit much, and that's a little silly, and that's a little fanboyish. And I get it; you're playing to your base because that's what you mainly yeah. cover. But like, that, that was we like a, do that here. That was like a two year old that sees uh, fresh made chocolate chip cookies on the counter, reaching. Yeah, that was that. You're reaching there with that one. And then, like a lot of people in the comments are like, "Dude, this this is actually cheaper." So yeah. go actually no, and like you just do a five minute Google search, and he's wrong. And yeah. like, just five minutes. Not it. It's not that hard. So like. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I feel like, yeah, it's slightly un, unfair towards PlayStation, I feel, for these side panels that is a total cosmetic. That said, Yuna writes in, hey guys, I'm wondering now with the new DualSense colors uh, revealed, if it's time to start looking for a second controller. If so, oh sorry, so if one is out, then I have another to go play games with. Usually, when my controller is out of charge, I take that as a sign of, hey, maybe it's time for a break. But with these new colors getting added, I'm thinking about buying another one of the new colored controllers. I'll just have to bite the bullet on the price. Yeah, I I, I collect these things. I appreciate your restraint. Yeah. To me, if my controller died, I just pick up the other one from the charging station. I I, Absolutely. I, I also love controller variants. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that my uh, my GameStop is closing, I'm going to be forced to keep them. Oh, I really? usually, I usually, yeah, it's it's very. I'm very sad. Um, but I used to trade in my older controllers, so I would have room for the newer yeah. ones. But it, it is nice to just have an extra controller lying around that you can just take off, put the one that died on the charging station, and go right back to it. Especially because, yeah. I mean, as kids, we didn't care because all controllers were wired. Mm-hmm. But, man, I, I can't I can't ever go back. <laughs> here's, here's the problem with me and controllers. I get too many. There's I, I literally have drawers of them. And on my desk, I always have them in the hands reach. <laughs> Like yeah. it's just or arms length rather. Uh, and um yeah, I, I have a problem. I like yeah. a good controller. That Forza and, uh, one is real sweet, by the way. It is really nice. It it's really, really it nice is really one. nice. Are the bumpers blue and pink? Uh or yes. the triggers. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. nice. It is nice. Yeah, and can I be honest with you, Kyle? Yeah. Uh finally jumping back into PlayStation after you know spending a little vacation with Halo Infinite. I prefer the dual sense. Hey, I accidentally when, when I'm on the Xbox controllers, I accidentally hit the triggers like all the time. Oh, <laughs> that being said, though, I'm really psyched for these colors. Um, Kyle, I do and will need you to purchase the Galactic Purple for me. And I will. Uh, back. Yes, because the PlayStation, PlayStation store will... hates me now. <laughs> Every time I go in to check out, it's you an are error. flaunting that you're one of the chosen ones. And yeah. they're like, ah, hubris. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's take him down to peg. Absolutely. <laughs> Kyle, it's now time for the next story on the list here. And this one, this one's a doozy, Kyle. Yeah, it's a cool one, too. Yeah. Uh, Liam Croft over at Push Square writes, the PS Plus version of Final Fantasy VII Remake can be upgraded to PS5 version for free starting this Wednesday. Square Enix has an early Christmas present in store for anyone who grabbed Final Fantasy VII Remake via PlayStation Plus earlier this year. You can upgrade this version of the game to the enhanced PlayStation 5 version for free starting this Wednesday. When Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate released in June, only those who had actually bought the game were allowed to upgrade for free. Six months later, the offer expands to those who got the RPG through PS Plus. This means PS5 owners who did claim the game via Sony's subscription service can look forward to either 60 frames per second support or a 4K resolution through the two modes on offer. Better yet, the Yuffie DLC, titled Episode Intermission, is also going on sale for a limited time alongside this PS Plus offer. You will be able to save 25%, bringing the price down to $14.99. What a, what a weird... Why why this. so long, right? Six yeah. months. Why yeah. So you're like a delay? <laughs> you know? I, uh, I don't know. So Kyle, what do you take this news? Because yeah, on one hand, this is cool. You know, every a lot of people got Final Fantasy VII Remake, a amazing game. Our of, best PS Plus game of the year. Yep. For the Trophy Rewards. And now it's even better with the fr- the free PlayStation Five upgrade, but it also feels weird that like now at yeah. the end of the year, is that maybe a sign of well, it's on PC now, so might mm-hmm. as well, or like our exclusivity with the title is ending, so here you go. Eh, possibly, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm really. I'm I'm baffled why it took six months yeah. to come up with an answer because it it does not make sense right. that you're giving the base PS4 game for free uh, through PS Plus and not offer an upgrade path mm-hmm. either for free or a small fee. Um, it's weird. Yeah. My other question is: Will PlayStation keep the same energy with the Uncharted? Uh, you know, was it the Thieves Collection? The, the Thieves Collection. You know, Uncharted I hope so. 4 and, and I hope they're learning the lesson with like the the Horizon one. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah, it would make sense to me. Yeah. Like, you own both of them, or you own Uncharted Four, and you have the season pass, which included Lost Legacy. Mm-hmm. You just get both of them. Like it, it makes sense to me. It does, and and to me, that's why I'm like, can we keep the same energy here? Hopefully, PlayStation, because like, yeah, they've they've, of course, there's been director's cuts with Ghost of Tsushima. There's been director's cuts with Death Stranding, and now you have this, for lack of a better term, director's cut with Uncharted Four and you know Lost Legacy. But I don't think it's as substantial as those two. And when I mean substantial, I mean like you can't play the multiplayer of Uncharted 4. So it's literally just the story. And at the same exact time, like what it's doing is not, it it really just kind of does seem like it's on the scale of, you know, Horizon, uh, you know, um, Zero Dawn. Mm -hmm. So to me, I would just, I, I would like PlayStation to offer us for people that own both, 
um, some type of reprieve because it seems like even on the digital storefront, if I'm not mistaken, like they took down Uncharted Four digitally. Really? Is, is on PlayStation Five at least? Is so it like not you, part of the instant game collection? The anymore? instant game collection it also does not count as un, you know to that uh, Uncharted uh, collection. Oh, okay. So it just feels like there's too many asterisks here. Just make it easy for people. Just celebrate Uncharted. This is going to make a lot of money when we see Tom Holland as Nathan Drake anyway. So I I just feel like the energy should be kept there. Sure. That's just me. But I mean, I'm going to get it either way. uh, Because I want. We'll we'll get back to it with Mm -hmm. or we'll, we'll. I'll explain in more detail when we talk about what we've been playing later. Mm-hmm. But Spider-Man has ruined me at 60 frames per second. Right. I want to see Uncharted in 60 frames and how smooth that is. Fair enough. Fair enough. But even yeah. then, I'm like, you gave us 60 for, for Horizon. You could do it here. And I, I, I will think about picking up that collection as well if there's an updated trophy list. And that trophy list isn't, you know, we're going to hit you over the head with a club for a couple of hours <laughs> type that's, of difficulty. That's totally fair. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So maybe we're not the total big fan of how PlayStation's dealing out some of their upgrades, but this story you picked out, Kyle, I oh, want you to discuss it for a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, on the PSN store itself, or at least on the website, it says how to upgrade. Okay. Uh, for the Legacy of Thieves collection, mm-hmm. players who purchase Uncharted 4, The Lost Legacy, or a Th- Uncharted 4, Thieves End, and Uncharted The Lost Legacy digital bundle will have the option to pay an additional fee to upgrade to Legacy of Thieves collection. The upgrade will be available starting January 28th, 2022. Owners of the disc must insert every time they want to play mm-hmm. or download. Um and seeing the difference between both of them, the bundle and the Legacy of Thieves collection, it's a $10 difference. So it's probably going to be a $10 charge. All right. Which is still not the best. I mean, it's better than nothing, but it's... Well, nothing would be better than that. <laughs> I get it. Oh, you know I mean, yeah, yeah, fair. But yeah. It, it's better than having to shell out a full $50 again for... Fair enough. Did you see but, one guy that was just like, I'm so upset. <laughs> I bought Uncharted for the disc version, and I can't get the upgrade. Because <laughs> he has the, the, the digital, digital PS5. I'm like, well, that's on you, bud. <laughs> Listen, man, always physical. You know what uh, I mean? I don't know about that. All right, well, thank you for clearing that up for me, Kyle. Yeah, not a that bad, then. I, I feel like... We'll probably hear them walk that back like with Horizon mm. and just Fair offer enough. a free upgrade. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Kyle, let's talk about some indies. Rebecca Valentine over at IGN writes, Sony wants to repair its relationship with its indie partners. Back in July, a number of indie publishers publicly called out Sony for its apparent ongoing dismissal of the immense challenges facing small developers trying to publish games on PlayStation. While publicly, Sony offered no official comment on these complaints at the time, it appears that the company was quietly listening after all, and has recently begun to take some action. Looking back at our conversations with these publishers at the time, a number of key issues were brought to light. Sony, indie publishers, and developers said, had overly complex tools and forms, unclear processes, and poor communication with its indie partners when it came to getting answers, guidance, or issues resolved. 
They also expressed that while discoverability was an industry-wide issue, Sony was at best indifferent or at worst actively adversarial to these struggles, making PlayStation a very challenging platform for indie game sales. What's more, it sounds like the vocal indies who spoke up in July were not alone in feeling this way. IGN has obtained a copy of a document entitled, quote, 2021 Global Partner Survey Results, end quote, which was sent out to a number of Sony partner publishers and developers as a follow-up to a survey that was conducted sometime prior. The findings document is short, only three pages long, and does not specifically mention the public complaints from this past summer. But it does identify three target areas for continued improvement based on the results of the survey, all of which directly correspond to issues that indie publishers brought up on social media and in articles. First, there's reducing complexity, with Sony pledging, among other things, to improve communication channels, clarify who publishers should be talking, taking concerns to, and make sure it's given enough detail about its operations to its partners so they can make decisions. Second, Sony promised to give all its active publishing and developing partners access to better game sales, engagement, and promotion analytics, as well as improved discoverability. And finally, Sony says it will modernize its toolset and improve its ticketing systems, documentation, and customer service efforts for partner issues. This is a really awesome find, awesome report by Rebecca, as always. And to me, a sign that Sony is listening. Because uh-huh. I feel like indies, the, the indie conversation has turned from like back in the day, it was Xbox Arcade. Remember, that was the home of the quote unquote indie, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And then during the PlayStation 4 generation, you know, the beginning of which indies populated that storefront and really yeah. pushed the brand front and center. And then we would get, I forgot what it was called, but it was like a month of like a new indie every week. And if you had yeah. PS Plus, you would get a, a discount on it. That was yeah. fa- that was a fantastic promotion. I remember getting Guacamelee and a couple others in that. It was great. Yeah, and then it kind of felt like with the Switch, PlayStation kind of just gave them the ground. And then when we hear from you know indies going, you know how frustrating it is to be on the storefront, how it sucks when it comes to just getting discovered. Uh, or what you need to do or what you need to pay, like being on the storefront for just a weekend or was like upwards of like a uh, hundred thousand dollars. Like that's yeah. or even ridiculous. putting our own discount in. Yeah. Like make our own sales for our own game kind of thing. And like you couldn't do that. And that that does seem really annoying. So I want to know what you think, Mr. Six One, Mr. Indie Man himself. What do you feel about this news? I, I think it's awesome. Um I'm happy Sony is listening because indies, I think, carried this year with as far as video games concerned that every week seemed to be another great game. I do agree with your concerns that we've we brought up a couple times about how the storefront on PS5 is not that great discovering indies. It's good for those big games, but it's kind of hard to find all the indies that are coming out or have come out. Right. Um, in a easier way. And the other thing I love about this is just PlayStation's taking action. Yeah. Right? Didn't say like, oh, we hear you on social media and then Nothing. not do anything. Like they didn't even tweet out that we hear you or anything or we're looking into it. They just got down to it and, yeah. and are trying to make the positive changes, which is great. 
So what? And, why and do you think you in charge? Uh, yeah. They'll they'll get there. So w- what do you think PlayStation needs to do to kind of regain that indie crowd crown that like it seemingly is on now Nintendo Switch? Like how do you how do so you bring I, indies back? I think they're doing a great job already. Mm. I think every showcase is highlighted by at least four or five cool looking indie games. Yeah. Um. Stray, Sifu, uh, Little Devil Inside, Solar Ash just came out. Right. You know, that. I mean, I always bring it up, but go back to the first PS5 showcase thing. How many indies were in there? There was a ton of really cool looking things, and they're right. giving them the spotlight. Like, at the one of the last state of plays, Little Devil Inside had, like, what, 10 minutes? 7, 8 yeah. minutes or whatever? Yeah. That was a big chunk of, like, one of their only big marketing things have been like here look at all these cool things that are coming out so i think they're doing a great job it just i think this is a problem overall with a lot of people who play games is they don't look at indies as worth their time or like Mm. i'm only here for the call of duties or the you know the uncharted the first the first party exclusives which is fine but uh, there's a ton of games that don't get played because I feel like a lot of gamers are like, indies are like beneath me. Mm. It's not worth me diving into these smaller oh, things. Damn. Right. Yeah. Like how I shoe. What's the game? What's the card game? Inscription. Inscri- yeah. Inscription. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I just see a pair of glowing eyes across the table. I'm good. That's Satan. I don't need that. Uh, <laughs> that. That's where my Catholicism kicks in. That's Lucifer. And I don't need that in my life. I know. Um, the one thing that I, I, I feel like they can improve upon here is, and, and we talked about it with the last state of play that wasn't good. Right. Uh, but we, we knew it was going to be great. And we were like, yeah, it was all right. And the internet was just like, what did we just waste our time on? Uh, um, is you need those indie world events, right? Like I think Nintendo does a far better job. I think presenting these 20, 30 minute, 15 minute, depending on quarterly updates of like, Hey, here's a a couple of really cool indie games. You should take a look at. And, you know, not all of them is going to be for me, but river city girls Two looks awesome. And yeah. star ocean, right? Is that uh, no, no star ocean, ocean is star. Sorry. See of stars. Sea of stars yeah. looks incredible. Yeah. And we wouldn't, we would, I wouldn't know those games even existed if it wasn't for Nintendo putting on a big show. So I think part of this is PlayStation put out a nice little show for us. Yeah. You know, I, I think you're, you're, you hit you hit something there for me where like yeah Nintendo does these indie worlds where they are pro- like only directed at indie games upcoming indie games mm-hmm. where sometimes I feel like PlayStation uses those indie games as filler yeah in between the bigger games on a state of play fair enough like if if they did a state of play like, here's the state of indies on PlayStation or something like that yes that oh would that would be dope. awesome like a 20 minute just indie thing that and i think it would help the state of play brand as well help yeah. distinguish from the big shows to the smaller shows yeah absolutely and yeah i i, I dig that a lot and also i think this is uh, just a problem of itself of how you know 
from what I understand, from what I've heard, if you're an indie, it's just hard to get noticed in the first place on any of these platforms. They all have their individual, you know, challenges. Like when it comes to like the Nintendo store itself, from what I understand, it sucks. The PlayStation store is not great. And so you can't just make a tab going, this is the indie tab, because then you just section all the indies to a corner and they don't get their shine. So Mm -hmm. maybe it does need to be reworked through the storefront so that we could see more of these indies and more people discover them. And then more indies start noticing PlayStation again. Cause that's where I want to yeah. play my indies. Gosh, dang Absolutely. it. Yeah. I yeah. need to get these trophies. Yeah. That said, awesome to see PlayStation in the right direction. And there's more about PlayStation heading in that right direction. Here's a small little story you pulled up here, Kyle. A, a small little story. I mean, it's pretty darn big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sony buys co-development studio of Valkyrie in entertainment. This is written by Igor Bonifaci. I'm sorry, Igor, if I said your last name wrong from Engadget. Uh, Sony has acquired Seattle based, uh, based developer Valkyrie entertainment financial terms of the deal. Haven't been disclosed founded in 2002. It's best known for providing co-development services to other game studios. In the past, Valkyrie has worked with Sony, Microsoft, and Riot to help on titles like God of War, Halo Infinite, and Valorant. Before today's announcement, it was working on God of War Ragnarok with Sony's Santa Monica Studio. The acquisition was announced by Herman Hulse, the head of PlayStation Studios. Quote, Valkyrie's diverse capabilities will be welcomed by every team at PlayStation Studios as we continue to focus on delivering extraordinary gaming experiences, end quote, he said in a statement. Whoop whoop! <laughs> Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Let's hand you a Corona. Let's do some street racing. <laughs> Live our lives a quarter mile at a time. Yeah, <laughs> I understood that reference, Kyle. Nice. Here's the thing: we've seen PlayStation make a lot of acquisitions. Some really big, like Housemark, who is you know made our game of the year, Returnal. Yes. Uh, Blue Point that made the fantastic uh, Demon Souls remake and Shadow of the Colossus remake. Uh-huh. Just literally all the great ones, <laughs> probably them. <laughs> and then you see them making these smaller acquisitions, right? Nixus um, and PC porting is what yeah, Nixus is Nixus do does. And now Valkyrie with this, you know, helping on development of God of War Ragnarok. And then you have these mysterious, huge acquisitions of like Fire Sprite, but we don't know exactly what Fire Sprite's doing. Kyle, what what are your thoughts here on wrapping up this year of PlayStation acquisitions? What do you think PlayStation's brewing in the pot here? I think they're making some really smart choices of who to bring in underneath the PlayStation umbrella. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it before. I want Sony to buy studios that make sense that have history um with uh, the brand and they and their ip uh not like a prove it kind of thing but just like they've they've done a lot for the playstation brand and it, it would feel good to have them just officially under that umbrella like housemark and bluepoint mm-hmm. um you see nixes which is very smart if they want to branch off into the pc thing uh area and not to have the main team work on a PC port rather than give it to another completely different studio so they can do that and the main teams can work on their new IPs. And like this one is super exciting too because if you're going to have Valkyrie Entertainment 
dedicated to helping out all the first party studios make their games mm-hmm. i feel like that is only going to lead to us getting more of those first party games in a console cycle or even yeah. further which is fantastic that that three four year wait is not going to be a three four year wait it's exciting yeah uh, you're seeing playstation you're seeing them you know literally back what they've been saying for the past year Look, PC games, that they're going to be a part of that ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And Nixus proves that, right? With Valkyrie helping with second-party development, who knows, maybe they tackle, the, you know, they, they tack on into, you know, Santa Monica, they become a wing of them. Or maybe they just, you know, run to game to game, supporting yeah. those games, pushing them out and polishing them. That's exciting as well. I, I love, I think... To me, some of the more exciting deals are the things like the Nixus and the Valkyrie where, guys, read between the lines here. PlayStation is trying to make more of these big games that we all love. And they're trying to make them faster and push them out for a reason. Because they see Microsoft literally buy a publisher so that they can make a game a month. And what I think, if I'm PlayStation, I have time to get ahead and I have a time to make a game a quarter. And when we talk about like how there's 25, you know, first party and second party games in development for the PS5, that's awesome. This helps that. Absolutely. So I I definitely think that this purchase is far more exciting for the potential of where PlayStation's going next. And they even said it, we're going to continue to buy stuff. So they got that same energy because like you're seeing PlayStation at the same exact time, not just expand studios or sorry, expand their reach with studios and buying them with house mark, but literally expanding them. Like, you know, that, you know, Santa Monica is working on multiple projects. Gorilla, Gorilla, multiple projects. Yeah. Naughty dog is working on multiple projects. And then there's just some from like, you know, studio Malaysia that we still don't know what they're making. Yeah. You know, so I I think that the future especially for their first party output is going to look way way better uh than what we've seen in this first year which has not been a such but mm-hmm. even when it comes to like you know 2020 with yeah. what they what they put out there. I think I think PlayStation's in a really good place. And then in addition to them making those strategic partnerships of like FF7 remake part 1. Mm-hmm. Or um, what is that? A death loop, you know, like making these other Final Fantasy 16 to make it seem like they're first party things because they're only on PlayStation. But right. Forspoken. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It just adds value to it. It's great. Yeah. This is really awesome. I I, I have a feeling I know what's next mm-hmm. or at least okay. what's an, an inevitability of getting picked up. I think Lucid Games are probably the next ones. Yeah, I would um, I would agree. Because though Destruction All Stars did not light the world on fire, um, I think PlayStation knows that that one was on them and not the studio. That I think the biggest problem with Destruction All Stars was it didn't have weapons <laughs> to those cars, and if yeah. it did, that game would be so much better. Seriously, leaps and bounds. Yeah, and I think. If you know the Jeff Grubb rumors are correct, and VGC rumors are correct, Twisted Metal, that's an IP you're going to want to tie down. Yeah. So, or sorry, that's that's studio you'd want to tie down with that IP. So 
I think Definitely. they're going to probably be next. What do you think? What, what studio would you like to see? I mean, that's that's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, we've said it before. Ember Labs. Do it. Um, just scoop them up, man. Because for a first game, Kate is brilliant. Uh, I would love to have another, in addition to Team Asobi, another, yeah. like, exclusive platformer. Yeah. Like a mascot platformer kind of kind of thing. Especially because... Uh, Sumo Digital was bought out, right? Yeah, like by Tencent. And that's not scary. Don't think about I it. I could have, if that didn't happen, I would have said Sumo Digital, hands down, would have yeah. been a, a an acquisition. But yeah, yeah, and they got multiple studios. Mm-hmm. Oof. Oof. That said, Kyle, future is exciting. Yeah, and uh, for one game in particular, and that's next hey, story uh, on the list. Zarmina Khan over at PlayStation Lifestyle writes. The Order 1886 trademark renewed. Sony Interactive Entertainment has filed a trademark application for Ready at Dawn's The Order 1886, fueling all kinds of speculations online, but it probably doesn't mean anything. First spotted by Gamatsu, the fresh application was filed on December 9th, but as pointed out by Twitter user Jake A. Game in the replies, the original trademark expired on the 3rd of December, so we're assuming Sony is simply hanging on to the title a little bit longer. Whether we get a sequel or not remains to be seen, but it's unlikely it'll come from Ready at Dawn since the developer was acquired by Facebook for VR development back in 2020. That was such a loss because they've made so many great games for PlayStation. I'll just say and that. And that's right the thing. Like, I know a lot of people like to joke about Order 1886. About I'm quite it- serious. It was a great game. Oh, I'm with you on that. Yeah. But like, I feel like a lot of people are upset because it wasn't what they were expecting. And it was very... Yeah filmic in a way where it's very uh, heavy and whatnot yes um, filmic filmic hey there's your five dollar word <laughs> uh yeah i love the order 1886 the way that game ends leaves it open for a really cool sequel yeah. like give me an arkham knight but with galhead and the the knights yeah taking on these werewolves in london yes please 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 across across the americas Oh my yes. god! Yeah, that could be like my answer to the resistance, like me wanting resistance. Give me just honestly, me this game had really good ideas. Yes, and I really did. feel like a sequel could have really highlighted the areas that were great, and maybe push away some of the ones that weren't so great, like yeah. it being maybe overly cin- cinematic and filmic, right? With that film yeah. grain and shit, um, because. The combat and the weapons were freaking cool. I remember oh, the so bridge cool. scene and you got like the Tesla weapon and you're just like going ham on this yeah. one big fight. Like that's, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you just got like, if you made the werewolf action portions, not quick time events. Like the boss fights. Yeah. That's yeah. a big letdown. Like that would be fucking so cool. So rad. And- this is my first platinum and I, I really enjoy yeah. this game. I highly recommend, and I believe Joe's with me on this. The Order 1886 is usually always on sale. Yeah, pick it up if you haven't played it. It's you can beat it within four to six hours. Mm-hmm. It's a short experience, uh, but it's really pretty for a launch era PS4 game. Uh, yeah. It's well worth your time. It's fantastic. And it was one of the first games that really also highlighted, like, um, at least in my memory of like. <sighs> you know, British and Indian relations um, and what it's mm-hmm. like to be, 
you know, uh, uh, an Indian person or, or have Indian heritage living in Great Britain and how during that time it sucked <laughs> really bad. So like, I, I, I really loved some of the cultural touchstones that it, that it was, it was bringing to light as well. I, I really like that game, man. Yeah. yeah I'll for take, sure. I'll, I'll take shit for it. I don't care. So, some gr- a great collector's edition uh, statue too, by the way. I still have it. <laughs> I don't. I had to sell it well, yeah. years ago, but it was very, very cool. Yeah, like the werewolf le- leaping over, and and I believe I'm it's Galad, right? Yeah, just yeah. like <laughs> diving backwards and shooting at it. Oh, great statue, great yeah. game. And I loved how, like, yeah, there were like famous people in history, like Lafayette is there, mm. and I'm like, why are you in Britain? That is not a good idea, Lafayette. <laughs> Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another. I, I understand that reference too. All right. Kyle, it's time for some flash news. Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uncharted yeah, movie poster. I was running real fast. It's flash news. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> just just look back and do the little yell while you're running. Ah! It's the best gif I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? The yeah, Uncharted movie poster. We're supposed to hate it, right? Yeah, because it's just them standing in rubble and a pirate ship behind them. I mean, I think the poster is a little basic. Sure. Um, I would have much rather have like a faraway shot of Drake in the with the cargo thing. Yeah. Like little Drake with the boxes falling. Sure. I think that would have been a great, much better poster. It's very generic, but we both saw the Uncharted trailer on the big screen. I liked it. Before Spidey. It's going to be a fun time. And let me tell you something. Those Spidey posters were also told to hate them. That movie's terrific. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to see it again. Third time. Oh, man. I'm so jealous. Uh, it's going to be so great. So we're still, we're still either opening weekend or what? We're all going to get together as a community oh, and go watch yeah. Uncharted? Yes. All right. That works. Please. Community night. Let's go. All right. Horizon Forbidden West on the PlayStation 4. Screenshots have been revealed. We've Ooh. seen it on the PlayStation 5 all the times. Like, the trailers, everything. Gameplay. All on PlayStation 5. Finally got to see some screenshots on PlayStation 4, Kyle. And game's still good looking yeah. there. Spoiler alert, it's still gorgeous. Yes. Are we surprised, though? Like, Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima, FF7 Remake? Yeah. All gorgeous. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that PlayStation, you know, it's, it's not like... <sighs> You know, with some games, the PlayStation 5 version, the PlayStation 4 version, it's like you got to squint to really tell the difference. Yeah. Um, And with the PlayStation 4 version, though it's still beautiful and it's not a slouch and it's not ugly by any means, the PlayStation 5 version is just stunning. Yeah. And also, again, PS5 version is going to be 60 frames, I think, or targeting 60 frames. Like, that's the true next-gen thing. I'm a believer now. Absolutely. Yeah. Scuff announces a Reflex PS5 controllers. This is their Elite style controllers with the paddles in the back. And what I've learned is that the technology that's in the Elite is actually patented from the Scuff controller. Oh. Uh, so they actually worked in tandem. So this is going to have some of the tech that you see in those Elite controllers. Oh. Hopefully they're built better. Does that make you want to buy it more? Um, it's kind of like the conversation we talked about before. I'd rather PlayStation themselves make this yeah. because yeah, there's always something a little weird with these controllers. 
I don't know. I think it was the scuff one where it was just way too big. And I'm like, you need to be six foot tall to really yeah. handle well, this Was controller. it that the scuff or the Astro one? No, it was the Vantage. The Vantage. Oh, okay, and yeah. the Astro one. Hurt like hell. Like, I didn't yep. like that. Uh, so to me, I would really just like PlayStation to give us give us that adapter that you gave on the PS, uh, PS4's DualShock. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I love that button attachment. That's all I really needed or wanted. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It, and it's way more cost effective than going out there buying a two hundred to two hundred and fifty dollar controller. That's, that's a lot. That's half of a PS Five. Yeah, that's a lot of money to throw down on a controller. I better be the the ninja that streams of women if I'm buying a two hundred fifty dollar <laughs> controller. Yeah, you the non problematic ninja. Yes, is he really problematic? We just we just know. say because like he said. I can't shoot with women because no, there are other things he's done that I don't agree with. <laughs> All right, yeah, but is it his hair? Because I'll cancel him for his haircut. <laughs> it's one of those things where where you actually spoke on it a few episodes ago mm. of like he is too silent when we need people in his position to be speaking about important things. Oh, okay, like that kind of thing rubs me the wrong way, and obviously rubs you the wrong way. Fair enough. So like yeah, those kind of things. Like uh, I see you. You're not saying shit. I I get you, and yeah. uh, I will say I'll keep mum because I honestly don't know. The sure, name. sure. I just know that he annoys me with the dances and the hair. You're an adult. <laughs> yeah. You pay your yeah. taxes. After after thirty, this hair can't eat. natural colors, please. All right. What? Wait, hold on. Is that an attack on me when I dye my beard? I'm over thirty. You're right. It is. Kyle, oh, grow damn up. it. <laughs> damn grow it. Up. Time is now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. My oh, life God is flashing before my eyes. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's blue. It's neon. Like, knock it off. That's how you're going to ruin it. That's how you're going to ruin it. <sighs> the Game Awards 2021 sets a record viewership of 85 million people watching it live streams. Watching it. Here's the little trajectory of its growth. This comes from friend of the show, Benji Sales. Um, 2014, 1.9 million. 2015, okay. 2.3 million. 2016, 3.8 million. 2017, here's the biggest jump at this point. 11.5. 2018, 26.2. 2019, 45 million. 2020, 83 million. Wow. Yeah, I didn't have much to do that night. Yeah. And then 2021, <laughs> I was going to go out with my friends. Um, 2021, 85 million. That's, I mean, it's impressive. Yeah. Jeff Keighley knows what he's doing when yeah. it comes to promoting the show and whatnot. There's never been a year where it drops. No. It does kind of go to show as well. As much as we complain and we kick our feet and we want him to say this or we want him to say that or talk about the games, uh, or sorry, to talk about the the awards, he does have a point where he's like, statistically, though, this works. Yeah. So I will say congratulations on the number and that seven million award show. That was really great. <laughs> and also, thank you for the Rage Shadow Legends ad. That was, uh, that was actually legitimately good on you. Uh-huh. Kyle, here's the last bit of Flash news. Forspoken previews are up. Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I I have. Toxic writes in. 
Uh, the topic of first spoken, did you guys notice that the four minute gameplay video got removed the same day? I read it was because it looked extremely rough. And from what I saw, it looks mostly empty and the combat doesn't appear to be approachable. After seeing what I saw, I'm 99% sure that I'm going to wait on a sale on this one because $70 plus is just too expensive for what appears to be something that'll end up being lackluster. Still hopeful though. We'll wait to see if things get cleaned up. Look forward to hear your thoughts on First Spoken. Yeah, I saw it, and it looked a little choppy. It looked a little framey. looked a little rough around the edges. Um, and when it came to the combat, it, it, it did interest me in the point of, like, it kind of looked like when you're hurting zombies in Days Gone, which mm -hmm. but with magic. Mm -hmm. But because there was no, because there was no, like, person talking through what's going on, like no developer behind the sticks. It did seem like it was just a lot. And the combat didn't, while look pretty, didn't look that compelling or. Okay. Complex. Maybe overly complex. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you think? Uh, I didn't see the four minute gameplay thing, but it my, got taken down. Yeah. Uh, I'm still excited for it. I understand if people are saying that it, it doesn't look great. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. Uh, my only point of reference would be when I played Control at PAX East a mm. few months before release, and that demo was really rough. The frame rate was awful. It was it was hitching a bit, um, but it was it was pretty. Yeah. So, and, and that game, while still had its issues at launch, <laughs> definitely did, especially on a base PS4. Yeah. Um, still turned out a okay yeah. for a, a in lot your of game of the year 2019. Exactly. So like, and I, depending that on my mood, also the same. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so that doesn't bug me that much, but I just hope that my one ding against what we've seen or forespoken is mm. the open world looks empty. Yeah. And that's a problem. No foliage in sight. Yeah, that's a little. I don't know how I feel about that yet. It, it goes like to me, it's like these are the same studio that made Final Fantasy. Kyle, help me on this one. You got this. 15? Yeah. I nailed it. Where like that was my thing was just like, yeah, the world kind of seemed yep. too empty. And um, just seemed like it was like a. A blank level with just some enemies running around it. Um, so yeah, that's that's my same my same issues here. So yeah, I, I don't know how I'm feeling about Forspoken anymore. And that doesn't how. that doesn't like put uh, instill a lot of confidence in me because FF15, you're driving around in a car. Yeah, because it is so open. That's right. So like Forspoken, there's no car. At least the movement does look like fun. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. This this game needs absolutely needs a state of play. Okay. I'm, I'm holding on to something. Yep. Okay. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest steals and deals dropping onto the PlayStation storefront December 13th, which already happened, but bear with us, okay? We had we had our much better award show. December 13th, Shovel Knight Pocket Edition. I hear nothing but great things on PlayStation 4 and PS5. December 14th, this little game, small title, called Among Us on PlayStation 5 and PS4. 
which will also come to PSVR sometime down the road. Can we play that in uh, when we get our PSVR 2? Yes, absolutely. God, that's going to be so much fun in can VR. We, can we actually play it right now and then we just get our Platinums? Oh, ha- how big is the Platinum? It can't be hard. It really it, it, look it's it something up. like, you know, get away with being a poster for like 500 games or something. I'm like, ah, that's that's bad. I've seen some people walk away with it already. Oh, so, okay. That, yeah. gives that gives me hope. December 20th. A Bard's Gold on PS5, Mia's Christmas on PS4, and ZJ, the Ball Challenge on PS4. What type of game is that? All right, you know what? I, I don't want to know. And before we get into the Sony Pony Express, Kyle, I do have a question for you. Because you alluded to it, and now we need to talk about it. Kyle, what have you been playing this week, man? Uh, no spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. Absolutely not. We will not spoil that that Mm -hmm. movie for you. Uh, I came home after watching that, and I said, I need more Spidey in my life. And so I restarted, or or not even restarted, booted up Spider-Man Remastered for the first time. Yeah. New new Peter Parker face and everything. Experienced that for the first time. (laughs) God, that game is so good. Yeah. So even for a brief minute too, again going back to the sixty frames per second thing, I'm playing with the the sixty frames in ray tracing mode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. I turned it to just like the fidelity, just to see. Yeah, I can't do thirty frames anymore. Oh, I can. I still can. I, it was way too stuttery for me. I mm-hmm. was like, "Ooh, this is gross." <laughs> uh, but yeah, Spider Man's so much fun. I didn't want to pop just the platinum i want to redo everything because how much i love that game and swinging around especially on that dual sense is chef's kiss chef's kiss just lightly pressing it down the trigger and and flipping webs and and it's so good and yuri's spider-man is just excellent him and and laura bailey as mj's chemistry are, are fantastic and yeah, what a what a game! What yeah. a game! Honestly, that's the same thing I did, and here's what I also did on top of that. Um, I downloaded Miles Morales. I think I might do that after I'm done with remaster for PlayStation Four. <laughs> oh, to get that platinum! <laughs> to get the platinum! I respect yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I'm continuing my playthrough of uh, Life is Strange: True Colors. Mm-hmm. Man, so good. I I will not tell. A gosh dang, even a, an inclination of what could be a spoiler. Okay. Go play it. I really love the writing. For the most part, there are some, not like, there's like some hippie elements to it. <laughs> Where I'm like, that's okay. not realistic. That's a fairy, fairy tale. Okay. But at the same exact time, the story that's telling the main story, man, it's good. And, and again, it, it takes what we usually see as the formula of Life is Strange really you know, flips it on its head a lot. So I've been playing that and been loving the heck out of it. I gave up on Death's uh, Door. Okay. I, I, I get can't. it. I can't. I get it. It's lost its charm, and I just don't know what, but it's not getting me back in, which sucks. That's fair. But, um, yeah, and, and this, you know, holiday break, I do have, like, games that I want to go back in, you know, platinum. So, like, Deathloop's definitely on there. Yeah, I got it. I still got a platinum that game, and I'm so close. So it's like all I got to do is spend an afternoon, and I have it. So you know, sure. True Colors, Death, uh, Miles, and Deathly will be the games I plat over the holiday break for sure. I would love to yes. get to fifty. That's my goal. 
Love to get to 50. Sweet. Uh, really quickly, the yeah. Among Us trophies don't seem too bad. Okay. Uh, like the the harder ones are like get 150 kills, 500. Actually, those aren't even that hard. 500 total tasks. The harder ones are like fi- uh, get killed during a med bay scan. Like that's totally random. Mm. Or like um, you kill all crewmates as imposter. Like you have to kill every single one. Yeah, but like if we're just like together, we could bang. Yeah, we we can you know finagle our yeah. way and and cheese it, but yeah, but it seems we could doable. It. We could it cheese it. Seems doable. Yeah, Kyle, it's time for the Sony Pony Express. We got a couple Yee-haw. of questions. Yeehaw! Oh, you can send our way over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, or you could join the Trophy Room Discord server. Our first question comes from oh. It's just right. They write in, are award shows legit? I feel like a lot of people vote for games that they've played and disregard games that they haven't played. So it seems like it's skewered bias against smaller indie games that don't get played as much by many people. I'm not advocating for any game uh, or type of poll test, but what I would like is a lot of people, sorry, what I... But I feel like a lot of people vote for games without knowing how the other games actually stack up. What are y'all's thoughts on how game awards are done, especially in an open voting system? Yeah, it's a popularity contest. It's and that's why like our award show was like, here's a here's the popular vote. That's but, a third of it, and then we each get the other third. Exactly to kind of just break the monotony. Or else you're right. The most popular game is going to win, and you're also right. Are games legit? Yes, but are they biased and skewed? Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. we're not gonna put you know Halo on our game of the year because it's a Xbox game. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so to me, like with Six One Indie, you're not gonna see you know Returnal walk away with their game of the year. Yeah. So no. it really does come down to the publication, the network. Um, but I will also say you have advocates and people that will champion a game and that's usually how it's sold. It's through passion. It's kind of, it's kind of like how voting used to work back in like the 1900, 18 and 1900s, you know, like with our electoral college, just someone's like really passionate waving around a ballot, you know? So, Yeah. yeah, I also, I don't think I would be okay with people voting for a game that they haven't played. Yeah. I would I would rather the votes go to something that they've played and that they have opinions on it and not vote just from second hand. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather the critics and people that vote for these games actually have some sort of investment in the things that they are voting for. Absolutely. And I also feel like sometimes like with Polygon putting inscription as her game of the year, it's like, well that game came out in November, man. Like, can we stew on it a little bit more? Like, I feel like there are definitely some recency bias as well that we have to consider. And that's why with our awards, I went back to all the games that were on that category to see if I still loved it the way I I, I did when I first played it. Or else Guardians would have won. I'll be real. Oh, yeah. 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 Hands down, it would have. So for me, I, I, I... you know, I took it. Ser- we took it really seriously. But is it perfect? Absolutely, guys. We had coin flips. <laughs> Nothing's God, perfect. we had coin flips. 
I I still lay awake in my bed at night like, oh, chicory, I'm sorry. Chicory. The coins deemed it the other way. <laughs> Katie. Katie. Writes in. What would some video games, I'm oh, sorry, what would some of video games' top characters, number one Christmas present be? Kratos gets a sharpening tool for his axe. <laughs> Uh, uh, Ellie uh, gets some therapy sessions. Therapy or a knife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or another tattoo. Sure. Yeah. Or some prosthetics. No spoilers. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> yeah. Um, um. Let's see. What would Spider-Man Cla- get? Cloud gets some hair gel. It's a big tub of hair gel. Yeah, well, you get something else for me. That's for sure. <laughs> what would what would you say? <laughs> He's you getting say? a tub of something. You know? No, <laughs> no, no. I mean the other character. I'm trying to move. Past oh, what? That. oh, like sorry. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Can't be thirsty. I mean, uh, Spider Man. What would he get? <laughs> yeah. He get. Oh, get? I was about to make a joke that ties with the movie, New and I stopped web myself. Sh- Thank you. <laughs> no one likes a, a spoiler. I would. Yeah. No. New web shooters. Yeah. yeah. Uh maybe his rent paid. You know, <laughs> like I'm one. playing the game, he's been evicted at this point <laughs> where I am. True. He's had it a he little just, rough. He deserves to have, you know, his his shelter paid for for at least yeah. a little bit. Everything he does for everybody. Aloy would get cuz she's always Aloy incredibly vain when it comes to the latest tech. Yeah. So she's she's getting another um a focus. Uh, focus. She's getting focus 2.0. This time with the lightning cable. <laughs> well, I was I was going to say she's going to get a portable battery charger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh what's another one? What's another one? Or or just like a tool belt to help better dismantle the machines out in the wild. Oh, I like that. Um Jin Jin Sakai would get i mean a new katana right yeah <laughs> right well no i think that holds sentimental value I, oh okay a new wrap yes for like the hilt yes all right fair practical uh, these are practical choices <laughs> uh sweet tooth mm-hmm. uh a clean driving record <laughs> <laughs> i've gotten a lot of duis yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, Vanessa, Deacon, come back. Deacon St. John, uh, a new a new motorbike. Personality. Oh, sorry. Hey. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not fair. He has one. Oh, it's just anger. It's all it's set to. Um let's listen, see. if if he if you went through what he went through, you'd be angry too. Yeah. You know? That's true. What would what would like Ratchet get? What would Clank get? Jack and Daxter. I'm trying to think going back to PS2. Oh, uh, uh, we, I made a joke about this before and I forgot it. Don't worry. Can I say what I, what Jack and Daxter would get? Yeah, go for it. A goddamn sequel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel Me- like when it comes to Ratchet and Clank, all they need is themselves. Like just company. Sure. Yeah. Just That's all that really matters. Just the new newfound family from yeah. Rift Apart. Yeah. Or just like a day in 
day away from everybody because they're like the most famous people in the galaxy. Yeah, just away from it all, hot cocoa. Yeah. That seems nice. And Sly Cooper, like maybe a, a clean arrest record, criminal record, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something to clear his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be great. All right. TPR right there. <laughs> oh god, he's uh, got it. Sam Porter Bridges. Yeah. Some Doctor Scholes. <laughs> You know he needs he needs some good pads to put in his boots. Yeah, yeah, and that and that uh, and soap. God knows soap. <laughs> what? Why is this man collecting Dookie in a in a container I, to throw at people? I don't know. I don't know. I can't wait to go back to that game. <laughs> <laughs> so wild! I love it so much. TBR writes, Kyle, Joe, the Sony Pony Express reporting here. I don't know if both of you heard, but Xbox released a six-part documentary series called Power On, documenting the Xbox's whole journey 20 years ago until now. If Sony were to conjure up something similar, is there a certain event or events you would like to see them explore? I'd like to see their adjustments to the big PSN hack 10 years ago and how it influenced their online infrastructure moving forward. Keep it up, y'all. Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? The Power On documentary? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I'm excited to. Very um, interesting. I love, I love behind the scenes documentaries and yeah. stuff. Um, I think it gets it's really it, it hooks you. Like episode one, episode two, three, four are really great. Five and six do, does just seem like here's some PR to show you how good we are now. Um, but gotcha. I do I do give Xbox an immense amount of credit for like talking about the Red Ring and talking about like we get it. It sucked. But the logistics, yeah, of of not sugarcoating it or or mentioning it and then moving on, yeah, yeah, and how it was like a a literal billion dollar fix for them, um, so that was nuts. And the I'm just I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna beep it. So earmuffs, kids. They literally showed the bitch slap from the PlayStation uh, Four conference and how they were like in the room going, oh shh shit we lost <laughs> and and they showed like their victories too when they when they saw the ps3 announcement they were like oh well they just handed us this generation uh-huh. and so like you really saw them celebrate and then also go oh god what have we done we just threw all of our good will out and it was cool to see people like jack trenton on that documentary mm-hmm. um which is like jackie t you betrayed us and we will <laughs> never forget <laughs> Uh, but what I would like to see from PlayStation, great question. I th- I feel like we already see it to an extent, right? Sure. Like like the things like the Raising Kratos documentary series, the Grounded, the Last of Us one. Mm-hmm. That's what I would ideally. Wa- I want to. I want for all the big games. I would love a docu. I would have loved a documentary on Returnal. Yeah. But the making of, I love seeing the behind the scenes scene stuff because even like in the raising uh, uh, Kratos, it's not all like fun, jolly times. Like they go through hard things and, and yeah. some frustration being shown on the, on the devs that are working on that game. Um, yeah. I just love devs talking about the challenges and then the highs and then the lows of a delay and whatnot. And yeah, the thought process on, on how to go through each part of the game. It's fascinating. Yeah. So a, any big PlayStation uh, first party exclusive documentary would be awesome. 
Mm-hmm. In addition to, I would love just a, a documentary of just how the 2016 E3 showcase was put together. Yeah. Because that is, to me, the greatest E3 show ever. Uh, Pacing-wise, content-wise, it all cylinders. If you're not familiar, that was the God of War reveal. That was Horizon gameplay. That was Kojima coming out on stage after mm-hmm. months away and showcasing footage of Norman Reedus and Death Stranding. That was the Spider-Man reveal. That was Resident Evil 7 being full in VR. Um, That was the VR announcement. Like, there was a lot of really cool things in there. Yeah. I I just want to learn about how they they made the four-camera setup of the devs playing it in the balcony, how they got that layout down and the logistics behind it, and just, like, the decision to do trailer, 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 and little talking. The show's awesome. So yeah, yeah. anything like about that or P- well. or PSX. Yeah, and why it's not coming back, <laughs> <laughs> and a good reason this time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like you know what's happened in 2020 till now, right? Yeah. Yeah. All I right. do. All right. That's a good one. That's a good point. <laughs> Fair. Fair. You um, got me. Yeah, no, and, and unfortunately, I think because PlayStation's so strict, you will never see a documentary from them that it was is as vulnerable as like you'll never hear them talk about that hack they no. just rather you forget about it yeah and and totally forget the time where everybody's credit card information was you know vulnerable um they would love you to forget about that but i'll remind yeah. you uh so yeah i i think when it comes to documentaries i'd like them to focus on the studios like, i'd love like here's the history of naughty dog till now but i also think they leave stuff like that to your ign's and your no clips yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's just a nice little way to celebrate, though. Yeah. Awesome. Dave writes in, just wanted to wish you all a banger Christmas. No questions, but just wanted to end the year spreading the word of banger. You get a banger. You and get that's a your Christmas present, Awesome Dave. I didn't bleep that word out. Oh, and you got it twice from him. Yeah. There you go. That's same to you, Awesome Dave. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for being a real piece. he said yeah and i it wasn't bleep for me he said thank you for being a true banger of this community yeah for people that like i've gotten some really funny five-star reviews are like we don't understand why he's bleeping the word banger out (laughs) i hate the word it's overused and it's not a good way to describe a game it's a hipster way of doing it it's like, oh, look at me. I'm mid-20s. I'm hip. Look at me, We, we got to stop this now because you were very crotchety before we started right. recording. Right. And I can feel we're slipping back into grumpy, grumpy you're Joe. Right. You're right. And listen, the MCU is a gift. And you have if you have a problem with it, you have a problem with me. I'm just going to say it. All right. Oh, boy. WandaVision. Loki. Shang-Chi. It all started Hawkeye. with a man in a cave. <laughs> Building a suit of armor from scraps. <laughs> it's a great universe. The Z- the Snyder Cut exists now. Trust me, Joe can do this all day. I can do this all day. God, I understand all those references. <laughs> I literally, I went back to watch Civil War just to feel something again. Mm. After what I just saw, I was like, oh my God. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, some people just don't like to be enjoyed. They all just, they, they want just to always talk about the bleak existence that is, you know, they don't want fun and cheer. 
high stakes, some fun, some action, some jokes here or there, some nostalgia. We just want sapia tone and black and white and just depression. That's what some people want, you know? I do know Joe. And yes, someone I would said like- that they're over the MCU and that I took that personally. <laughs> All right, yeah. 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 That's it. Okay. <laughs> Kyle, that has been the last news show of the trophy room in 2021. Close out the year with of course a bad beer. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? Kyle, is there anything you'd like to highlight before I literally talk to you next year. <gasps> oh, it's so far away. I like to highlight myself, Mr. <laughs> oh my God, I'm coughing again. Oh no, we're killing him. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Oh, he's got one more. All right, we're good. Right, I like good. to highlight myself on Twitter, Mr. KSEP, uh, as well as on PSN and Xbox and pretty much everywhere. You can follow all the indie game coverage that I do over at 61indie.com. That's S I X. O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E. Uh, we're rolling out our Indie Game of the Year where each uh, member of that team is going write to write a little something on their Game of the Year and some five runner-ups, um, including probably a very long indie cast of us talking about Game of the Year stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so look out for that. And uh, have a happy holiday. Safe New mm-hmm. Year. Be mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. Get vaccinated. I love you very much. I want you to have an unsafe one. <laughs> My God. I want you to drive without a seatbelt. I want you to live your life. No. <laughs> God, that's another reference I think a lot of new people don't understand. When we started the show weekly, Joe would tell people to just go on violent rampages. Well, more like careless and reckless. That wouldn't say yeah, violent. That would lead to violence. <laughs> the outcome is violence, but like it was always good to touch it. You can find me over at Mr. Bad Bit. On Twitter, you can find the show at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. And uh, yeah, you can find the show and rate us five stars. I don't know why you wouldn't on Apple Podcasts get a chance to win uh, Horizon Forbidden West if we hit 300 reviews. And Spotify, again, we're already at 54 reviews, most of them extremely positive. Rate us five stars there as well. Really does help us out. It builds this show up, builds this audience, puts some spotlight on us, and we get more of these big, beautiful people watching this show. And uh, we can do without you, man. So thank you all so much. This year has been a hashtag gift. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. Oh, yeah. And by the way, next week, there's still shows until the end of the year. We have a PlayStation wrapped show as well. I should have really put that out there in the Mm. ethers a little bit sooner. So yeah, there's still shows. Be on the lookout. Each and every Thursday, you'll see us. With all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your words about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Love you. Kyle, we have 15 minutes before I have to jump on another podcast. Yes. To talk about Halo. Yeah. Which some people already have problems that I'm a PlayStation boy talking about Halo. Who? Who's got problems? Uh, uh, you know, some, some up-and-comer. Uh, Travis from the BitCast and IGN, uh, he has uh, problems. He's like, why is this PlayStation person here? The same uh, person that referred to Bloodborne as the worst Souls game, and oh, he he, were, he he put it in the same level of like a Devil May Cry game, and I can't wait to trash him on what an awful opinion that is. What Whoa. an awful, terrible, just awful all around. 
you were being only kidding. He's very nice. Oh, okay. All right. He just has some staunch opinions and he's really smart about it. <laughs> uh, Kyle, yeah. this show is not about me this week. Okay. Oh, it's not. No. Oh, shocker. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's about you. I want to, hey. I want you to go through your first day, man. Yeah. First um, day of the jab. First day at the job. And I'm telling, uh, I mean, go, take us through. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. woke up everything. Um, I haven't been sleeping all the great anyway because of me being sick and coughing and whatnot. Um, so I woke up at six, which is a time I haven't woken up in a very long time. I know from people listening, like, oh, come on, Kyle, get on the program. Um, <laughs> woke up at six, uh, got ready, left the house at seven. I have to be at work at eight. Uh, it should take roughly a half an hour, but what I'm learning is with uh, the Hampton traffic, uh, it took me almost an hour to get there to work. Um, so commutes are going to be fun. Wow. Uh, and when I got there, one of the, uh, the employees there said, uh, in the summertime, it's going to be more like almost a two hour commute in the morning. So I'm going to have to leave hmm. here by like six. You would think that's the other way around, though. Well, like, city people come out in the Hamptons. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's a little a little crazy. Uh, but yeah, I walked in, um, put me right to work, calling some people to confirm some things. Um, I'm working at a glass and mirror place where nice. they make custom showers and, and uh, mirrors for construction projects or, you know, just homeowners looking for a really cool mirror yeah um so yeah they're they're easing me in slightly um it's a lot of up and down stairs uh which my body is not used to uh you know being in covid for now two years i need i need to like you know yeah catch up and be like hey listen up body we got things that we got money to make you gotta (laughs) you gotta work now um but yeah, it's been it's pretty it's pretty simple, but it, it's designed that way because I'm coming from I'm doing something I've never done before, and the person I'm working with, the reason why they were hiring in the first place, is because she was overwhelmed with too much, so they're splitting duties up, and I'm okay. taking on some of those duties, and she's also never had to like delegate before, so she's also learning how to have somebody else to do some sure. of the things. So it's, it's a little bit of an awkward phase, uh, day one was, but I, I like most of the people there. there um, it seems like a cool place. I love having my own desk. And, Ooh. like, it's quiet. I don't have 30 kids yelling at me every second of the day. So nice. And, like, I can go use the bathroom whenever I want. Take a Are big you kidding me? It's up to you. Are you kidding me? On company time? On <laughs> company time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. Um, nice, man. The, I, it's going to take a little bit of adjusting to, mm-hmm. like, going to bed earlier and waking up so early and, and that kind of thing. But that one. That really sucks. Okay. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Uh, like, I'm looking at the times, like, oh, maybe I have maybe oh, 45 minutes of games I can play. Yeah. Before I should go to bed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm happy that this day has finally come. I'm happy for you, bud. That thank you. That stress of not worrying how I'm going to pay bills or yeah. I wrote I wrote in the Facebook post on one of my breaks today of because nobody knew I got the job outside of Twitter and you guys. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like 
my real friends and whatnot where I are, are only on Facebook had no idea, including like a lot of the friends that are teachers that I made. Yeah. Um, and that's how they found out I'm not subbing or anymore. Cool. And um, I said on that, like the feeling of knowing that I'm not going to be one massive event away from a car, my car breaking Yeah. or me and my health to like financially ruin me. Yeah. That I will have some sort of financial stability in my life. And after three months insurance and I can get my teeth fixed in three months, Joe, (laughs) the same one that's been chipped since PAX in 2020. Oh God. Wait till (laughs) they tell you. Cause like, yeah, I already know there's cavities. Oh yeah. I know it's going to be a big (laughs) hunk of change. Yeah. But it won't be as bad because I will have insurance. Oh. It just because I got two root canals oh, in two days. I've, I've never had one, and it frightens the one. crap out of me. Yeah, um, yeah. If, if it's good to feel like a, an adult, yeah. finally, which nice. is weird. I'm 34. Hey, who cares when you start? Everyone, You're starting. Yeah, everyone has their own path and whatnot, but yeah. it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, with my job, I woke up at nine o'clock today. <laughs> I was like, I fucking hate you. Even like outside of this job, every job I've had, I've had a wake up early. Yeah. Fuck off, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's yeah, no, the this job that I can't talk to you about because it's NDA is still. Um, still? Still. So, 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 so. Oh, it's in okay. the game industry. It's an agency. That's all you need to know. Um, but like. Liter- Agent 47. Oh. <gasps> She followed me. She followed me on Twitter, and I got very excited. Um, Wait, it, the what? Who? Yeah, Dana Dana Burn, Burnwood. Whoa, Celine. really? Yeah. Oh, Jane Perry. Jane Perry. <laughs> Dana Winward. Where did that come from? Diana, right? Diana. Yeah. Um, the new continent. <gasps> Spoilers. Anyway, but um, yeah, no, it's um, it's the dream job because I'm working on stuff. But let me tell you guys something. And, and and it's what we've always preached here on the show. What you say on Twitter to companies, devs, see it. Please be respectful. If you don't like something or whatever, you could be respectful about it. That's really what they want. Um, because, I, you know, today I, I, I we had like this talk of like, well, you know, our our game, we, we don't know. We're very nervous about it because it may have some, some things that, like, people don't want, right? Like, you know, whether it's, like, microtransactions or whatnot, it's, like, you got to be nice about this shit, man. People are working on this. People putting their livelihood on the line for, for stuff. And you got to be respectful with your criticism. Mm-hmm. You can't just be yelling all the time. That's why I'm just, so, like, I'm so sick of that. You know, yeah, and I get that. we were talking about like, well, how do we deal with it? And I said, I said, well, it's really easy for me because I come from a background of being a content creator. You just ignore it. Just ignore it. And when you read it, you have to say, well, even this is coming from a construct, though it may not be a constructive way of saying it, it's still constructive. And then if it's just like a go, like, you know, go after yourself, you're just like, and that's not constructive. You're a piece of shit and you're muted. You're not blocked. You're just muted. So we never see you. Yeah. 
Oh, that's how you need to approach it because people are just mm-hmm. going to yell. It's Twitter, and I mm-hmm. Twitter's not a real place. And so, like, we were literally talking about that, and they they really much liked my approach. It's like it's going to suck, and you're going to deal with it. And yeah, yeah, just mute and move on. So, so yeah. you 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 saying that devs and people see everything that we tweet? Where's where's my free PS5, Sony? <laughs> we're <what are> we <laughs> talking. What we're talking about here, Sony. That's What's right. going on? Come on, Uncle Sony. I know you're listening in. I want I want the, the PS5 little tumbler cup <laughs> oh. and the PS5 jacket. Yeah. What's yeah, going yeah. on? Uh we just don't have the engagement that like people like Paris Lily have, you know. Do I have to get on one knee and engage you? Is that how we get it? I'd be like really shocked and surprised. <gasps> yeah. And then I open it up, and it's our impression numbers. <laughs> Facebook impression. Oh, my God. Could that be like a pitch deck? Yeah. Like, you want to engage it? Here we go. And then, Why are you still not picking us? <laughs> say I do. Now. <laughs> or else we'll be the achievement hall in a second. You see these? Ugh. They're giving away beanies. They're giving I away- feel not because it's Xbox. Yeah. I feel the quality of our show would go downhill if we were in the Achievement Hall, because I know nothing about that ecosystem. <laughs> I, I know a few, and it's just like, like it's exciting because they're doing well right now, but like like all companies, they're yeah. not going to do well eventually, and you're still going to have to cover it. That's why yeah. like all these Xbox shows that are just popping up out of you know, willy-nilly, it's like, yeah, where are you going to actually be in like three or four years mm. when it's just fine or something bad happens? How yeah. are you going to be? Yeah, that's that's where you see that's where you it separates the wheat from the goddamn chaff. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm super happy for you, man. I'm super. Thank you. It's awesome. Look and at us. I found out I don't have to work at Christmas Eve this week. What? When's Christmas, Christmas Eve? Eve? Friday. Is off? Friday. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Three day weekend. Yeah. I yeah. gotta create a, a content calendar and uh, and uh, uh, social media strategy. Ooh! During this week, an SMS. That's right. That's yeah. Look at you. Look at you. You got it. You got it. I mean, guys. text was it text SMS also a thing? Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I I use a little thing called Loomly. I like Loomly. It's twenty six dollars a month. Anyway, yeah, and some some other cool stuff that I I, can't, I obviously can't talk about until like now it's pushed back to like January fifteenth. Wow. You'll, you'll find out and you're going to be excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah, You're going to like, whoa, geez. Look at you. I do also have a perfect meme when I announce the bigger thing, uh-huh. which I'll talk to you about with, uh, I can't even hint it. I can't even, because yeah, you'll guess so. it, because I'm a big dummy, you know? Yeah. Anyway, gang, that's been a quick after show. We are going to have a spider-man spoiler cast that's with me sean and andrew semichek our frenemy of the show and i treat him as such he's hostile um (laughs) we have a console wars that will uh go live in well this week as well and um yeah next week we'll have a hawkeye like spoiler cast i think for sweet yeah that we also owe a personal oh that's right uh, show and retro show yeah oh yeah we got to record that on wednesday got a lot to do so time to do it lots of stuff coming to your ear holes (laughs) with all that so with all that out of the way keep words about you we love you keep playing playstation keep listening we love you